TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Into left field, a base hit. Skull coming around. Here's Rosario's throw way up the line and off the backstop to Gibson. Rosario with a throw that was 30 feet off target. The White Sox with three singles here in the third inning. Have a run on the board and on the throw. Goins goes to second base. Here's a Abreu. And a situation where you have to be smart here. You have first base open and really don't want this guy to beat you. Make him get himself out on, on a tough pitch. John Jay's hitting cleanup. He hasn't hit a home run this year. Abreu has. And he's just hit another one. On the first pitch off the facing of the third deck. A three-run home run, and the White Sox take a 4-2 lead. Those low lights courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. This here, the Score North first place twins show live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 36. We are on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook if you want to see our lovely faces and perfect posture. You don't do that very often, Rami, but you did do it just there in the introduction. And mention that we're streaming? Those highlights were actually from Fox Sports North and in Bone Basota, not Fox Sports Wisconsin. Did I do it? You did. You don't do it very often. I, I just had to point gonna, it out. I was going to let it pass and not say anything. I was, I was too. Toronto Raptors head coach Ryan Saunders. <laughs> it's only been seven months, guys. I'll get this figured out. Fox eventually. Sports Wisconsin. Fox Sports. Did North. I say Fox Sports? Was, you did, but it, it's all the same They're executives the same. and stuff. They're it doesn't all the really same. matter. It really is. Fox they Sports both Southwest run it way matter. too many Pizza Ranch commercials. <laughs> what do you mean, Pizza Ranch for the win? We, we love Pizza Ranch. <laughs> I've never actually been to a pizza ranch and there was nowhere near me where i lived in milwaukee i thought it wasn't a real place for a long time i'd see those commercials no i know now i know from making the drive to milwaukee to minneapolis (laughs) drive past a few pizza ranches almost stopped on the ranch once or twice down on the ranch (laughs) have a good pie How did we get to Pizza Ranch off that? Because uh, way too many commercials, and it's oh, on my brain. Not a lot to talk about after last night. Oh, game. no, there's a lot to talk about. That's what makes this show good. Watch me bring it back around. It was on my brain after watching the Twins fall to the White Sox. Six to four yesterday at Target Field. I got to say, guys, I know... You know, it's a, we're in the middle of a tight division race, and every game is kind of big right now. You want every win that you can get. And people are going to be pissed off and panic and freak out after probably every loss that the Twins suffer between now and the end of the season. I didn't think last night was that bad of a loss at all. Why are you looking directly at Judd Zolgad when you why, say, I think people are going to get say, PO'd and, and angry after every loss? <laughs> why would you say it's not a bad loss? Because, I mean, Kyle Gibson made a mistake to a really good hitter. He took advantage of it. And yeah, you'd like to capitalize more in terms of getting more than four runs off of 15 hits, but you're going to have those nights. You you got 15 hits. The offense didn't slow down. You got 15 hits. You didn't capitalize on some situations where you could have scored, but you're going to have those nights. I didn't think it was... There was nothing that really stood out to me last night where I was like, you can't do that oh. if you're, if you're going to win oh, a division. Oh, I disagree. You did, did you watch the entire game? Yes. Did you see the Rosario he throw? He just played it. Stupid throw. There will be errors. Terrible throw. Yeah. I'm right. Team Rami on this one, guys. Um, mm. also, also, I think we have a divided household. At, yeah, at, really some, at some point in time, we have to discuss the fundamental flaw in the managerial thinking in the Twins' dugout last night on a play at the plate, which is... For how this team operates, not excusable. Not even close. The Sano run mm-hmm. that didn't score, mm-hmm. blocked the plate, that's a freebie challenge. That play all he should you, have challenged that. No, I but, agree with but you. it's not a challenge. All you do is go ask the crew chief. It, it's the exact same as a home run. It's not a challenge. It's a look at this, please. And if they do, it's not if you lose, it's not a challenge lost. It's a freebie. Do we know that he didn't ask for them to look at it? Because there was a there was a delay in the game after there that. There was a delay the in the game, but I saw, obviously looking but at I the saw video. from the dugout, and and I believe that sh- that um, ask is goes through the crew chief. Who hold on a second? Here, I got my scorecard. Was the thir- was the third base umpire last night? 
I am almost positive. And Rocco's postgame response that Derek saw, I was not there for the postgame, but Rocco's response that Derek saw very much indicated that he was thinking challenge, and I and we weren't going to challenge because we would probably lose. But I looked it up. It's the same as a home run, which is not a challenge. It's an ask. It def- he, the answer he gave on the slide play definitely led one to believe that, that they the didn't ask them to. had his leg in front of the plate before he had the ball. Yeah, that so was pretty what, clear to me. Rocco rule- explained that they need to have a lane. If you don't have a lane, you can get obstruction called. If yep. you do have a lane, not obstruction. I, I looked up the rule this morning. The rule is if you are in the process of gathering the ball, you can start to block the plate. It's very confusing, but it should always be asked for. It, you should always go ask the umpire to look because one, it's a freebie, and two, it entirely is determined. Much like much like we're about to see in football with PI calls, it's inter- it's determined by interpretation of that rule. So you always have to ask. So was Rocco saying that they saw they perceived that there was a lane? Yeah, even though he had his foot in front of the plate. Yeah, which I guess that, makes sense. Yeah, by definition, like is there an avenue by which Sano could have? Hit home plate, but you need and the to, answer is yes. But you need to force the umpire crew to determine that. You shouldn't. You sure. should never be, because because you're not going to lose a challenge, you should always force the crew from crew to crew and back in New York as well, where they look at replays, you should always have them do it because you never know what they're going to decide. That's, that's the human uh, fundamental part there to me. The other thing about that is where I have a major problem is, what the hell is a man of Miguel Sano's size? When you're coming down that line, you got to be going feet first. You could have driven that McCann's foot right off the plate. Why are you going in head first? You're not. You're not Byron Buxton. You're not a speedster. I mean, head first into home plate. I would like to see him try one of those Javi Baez like magician slides, where he like contorts his way around yeah. the catcher. I'd this like is to see. More I'd like to see Miguel Sano attempt that. But what's he doing? It'd be fun. I don't know. He's trying to score a run. I mean, it's but you've got to drive that guy's leg right off the plate. I think that was just his instinct was to go try to hunt, get your foot or get, your, get saying, your tag I'm in just, there past the I'm foot. I'm just saying, I, I'm not going to make excuses for last night. There's a lot of things to talk about that were fundamental flaws in what could have been a very close win. But at the end of the day, nothing tragic happened last night in terms of. Well, the it's a baseball game. Nothing ever tragic. No, but I mean the things that the, <laughs> the things that you expect this team to do well. None of that. None of that really failed you last night. You know what? Again, they were getting on base. They're making contact. They're getting hits. I need more from Gibson. I have a hot Sorry. take. Okay, gotta have more. Yesterday, I saw a lot of negativity about this. I have a hot take. Yesterday was a net positive for the Minnesota Twins. A positive. Nelson Cruz came Nelson back. Nelson Cruz. He's back and he's hitting. Bombas again. I mean, but let's not make excuses for no, them. No, no, I mean, no. great, you got Cruz back, but there you're playing negatives. the White Sox, and and I've and, and it, but Judd, here, here's the thing: there was a path to a victory last night. If sure. there had been no path to a sure. win, then I'm more than willing to back off and say because you're going to lose. This I team get that. might win a hundred games, so like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and wring my hands every time they lose or every time Eddie Rosario misses a cutoff. Man, that would spend take a lot of time if I did that every time he yeah. did. But I look at that and I say Nelson Cruz being back. Plus, stinging baseballs. If he just came back and it was like the wrist was clearly impeding yeah, no, he him and good. he wasn't going He's Nelson Cruz. And that is a huge development for the Twins. Would you like to have the win? Absolutely. And especially me, who took the airwaves yesterday saying 13 easy games, 12-1 and one or 11-2. and two. Uh, Stinks to, to start that off with a loss, no doubt. Having Cruz back, I think, shouldn't be skipped. We shouldn't understate that. And there's importance. a difference between there being an avenue to win and me watching a game and going, that's a game they should have won. They blew that. They were, and they were going to lose games against the White Sox. I mean, we didn't think they were going to sweep the last 26 games against did. the White Sox, Tigers, and Royals, did we? I kind of did. We thought they were going to go 26-0 okay, against those bottom nice. feeders. Okay, but that, that's fine. But, but then they've still got six games left against yeah. Cleveland. And every one of these that you lose then flips around to be you have to be Cleveland. That's right. That's right. Like it's, there's got to be pressure applied here. We can't we ups, can't sit in the studio and make up excuses. So if you're going to lose, if you're going to lose two of three, okay, that's cool. But then you better win five of six, if not but six or six against Cleveland. Up for it. They just won four in a row. I understand that, but what I'm saying is that the pressure has to continue to be on them. Sure, like that and can't think... that can't be. We we can't underestimate now and be like, well, they they just lost. That's fine. Then beat Cleveland. 
Yeah, I just don't think they care what we say in the studio. To like, me, it doesn't, they it doesn't don't. But they they don't. But they know the they price should. of poker here. No, they shouldn't. They, they, really they know shouldn't. the price of poker, though. To me, it's not about them losing the game last night because, like we said, they're going to lose games. They're not going to win. They were not going to win all thirteen of these games against the White Sox and the that Tigers. Fun would have been great. Would have pretty much put the division nice on ice. seventeen game winning streak. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> but. Uh, to me, the issue that I have with last night, I, I go back to Rosario's throw. And the reason why I have an issue with that is because Eddie has a it, Eddie has a history of that. Like, not just this year, going back a couple of years. And we've always kind of, because of what Eddie does at the plate, and he's great, and he's fun, and he's got this great personality, and we like him, and I like him a lot, but we kind of gloss over the the gaffes in the, in the outfield sometimes that that he has made over the years and it's when when the team is kind of hovering around 500 or they're a couple games over and they're kind of fun and and you're just kind of excited to talk about them you kind of you don't you don't really think a whole lot about that but when you're trying to win a division and when you're trying to go to the playoffs and you're trying to make noise in the playoffs throws like that get you knocked out of the playoffs they cost you playoff games I mean, this is another level that we're on with this team now. Sure, we're talking. No, that's a good point. Post, we're talking postseason, trying to win a division, trying to make noise in the playoffs because you have a, a historic lineup that's going to set all kinds of records and everything. This is a team that has a chance to do something in the postseason, and you can't have plays like that. He had a bad throw in in Chicago when they were in Chicago yeah. a couple of weeks ago. He had a throw like that. Where he just threw it into the middle of the infield, and you're like, Eddie, what are you doing? You can't have that stuff. You're gonna. It's gonna cost you games in the postseason. You got to clean that stuff up. There's not, there's, not a, there's a pressure to be smart here, and it's prudent, and it's sure. necessary, and it has to happen right now. It has to. You consistently have to. And and by the way, it partially is going to have to happen as well because your starting pitching is going exactly where we thought it would, which is it's spiraling downward. Well, not necessarily. I think Martin Perez and Jake Odorizzi in their last two or three starts, the arrow arrow is pointing up. Martin Perez, I don't trust at all. I mean, you don't trust him, but he's, like I said, the last two starts of his, the arrow is pointing back up. Right when we thought, you know, he'd be getting the hook from the rotation altogether. Barrios isn't. He's your most important uh, starting pitcher. Absolutely. And, And Gibby is defaulting to basically being Gibby. I really, I wasn't that discouraged by what I saw from Kyle Gibson last night. Like I said, makes yeah. a mistake to a really good hitter, and boy, did he make him pay. If that home run was four hundred and forty-two feet, I, I don't, I have no I'll concept that of distance on top of your head. <laughs> I have no concept of distance. Eat that, that Cubs hat. The thing went off the facade of the third deck, and that's four hundred forty-two feet. It does make me laugh that we've got so stat cast, and it's projecting the angle and velocity, and like where should this ball land given the like the drag and gravity and physics, basically. Right. But then it's like. <laughs> Hang on, are you saying like where it would land on the ground if there weren't stands, or are you saying like where it did on the way still the up based on? and yeah. out of the ballpark? And then that we're sitting there still like sitting in the press box guessing. We're like, oh, it landed in that seat right now. That on one our went. TV. That one went about uh, four hundred feet. Yeah, I think that was like four hundred feet, just because the sign is right there and that says three ninety three. No, dude, that was a bomb. That was but you still need more there. Bomb. You can't throw that pitch. Well, there are three things that I'd like to see from Gibson after last night that he needs to improve and clean up to continue to be a a mid-rotation caliber good starter. One, middle-middle 92-mile-an-hour fastball to Jose Abreu. That's that's just gone. And Smalley's reaction's fantastic. Yeah, do you have the clip, Manny, where it's like, listen listen to the sound of the bat that he connects. Let's see, where did I put it? Here we go. Here's Abreu in a situation where you have to be smart here. You have first right base open and really don't want this guy to beat you. Make him get himself out on, on a tough pitch. John Jay's hitting cleanup. He hasn't hit a home run this year. Oh. Abreu has. Oh. And he's just hit Good another one. Yeah. And also, the- and also, why aren't you, to, to Dick's point there, which is a great point, why aren't you next pitching guy? around Abreu as much as possible? Well, and if you get him out, that's fine. And if he you walk him, that's fine, because I'd much rather take my chances with John Jay. And that's the other thing. I think he was trying to steal a strike there, get ahead 0-1 with a fastball, and then try to go secondaries for put away. It's just, that's not where you want the get-ahead strike. Well, he said he, after the hoped. game, I was reading some quotes this morning, that they were convinced he was looking low and away yeah. after his first at-bat. Yeah, so he's trying 
to steal one. So he was trying to go high and in and uh, didn't get as high and in as he wanted to get. I don't so. think he got as high or as in. No, neither. He didn't. Yeah. He, he didn't. He didn't hit either of okay. those desired locations. It did go high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did go high out of the ballpark. Pretty good launch angle on that one. Uh, three things I want to see from Kyle Gibson after last night's start because I'm kind of with Rami. It's like the final numbers are disappointing, but along the way, I wasn't thinking to myself like, "Well, this sucks." Can't have any more of this. He gave up six hits, walked one guy. You got a very big bomba though. That yeah. stands in your mind. Yeah. Okay, so so don't give up that bomba trying to steal a strike on a fastball. That's number one. I appreciate that he's in the strike zone, but not that part of the strike zone. Number one. Number two is before that Abreu at bat, he actually had a number of White Sox hitters with two outs and two strikes. I'd like to see him finish one of those guys off so it never comes down to trying to steal a strike past Jose Abreu, power hitter, and then he just tees off and hits one to Roseville. Like, you're within your rights to finish off one of those other guys in what a lot of people consider a pretty punchless lineup. So that's number two. And then number three is that suicide squeeze bunt that got dropped with two strikes and Tim Anderson streaking in from third base. I don't know if Kyle Gibson can throw a fastball any higher, but he got that thing way up there. And was it Yomer Sanchez dropped it down? Yeah. I can't believe he bunted that baseball. So I guess the third thing. Neither could Rocco Baldelli. (laughs) Or Kyle Gibson. Or Kyle Gibson. If if I'm super nitpicking, I would say you should have thrown that fastball seven feet in the air instead of only six and a half. That was a perfectly executed. The fact that dude dropped, he got the barrel on that fastball Mm -hmm. that was like over his head and he dropped it down for a suicide squeeze. Tim Anderson streaking in from third base. I couldn't believe they pulled that off with two strikes. Yeah. I'm only. That one I credit them with. There was nothing the Twins could have done about it. The Abreu at bat. Is disturbing. Yeah, and the and the at bats leading up to it, like Let's, when John Jay hits next, that's really disturbing. Get after it. It's like don't don't try it. And Kyle doesn't have the stuff or or wherewithal right now, certainly Derek to be cute. So don't try and get that strike. Sure. Like if if you are going to throw him and just basically just walk him. The <laughs> but I don't, know, I don't know if he even. I don't think he even wanted to go in the zone. Like I said, he missed his spot. He wanted to go high and in but and see if he could still steal his strike. Fault. You have to make sure that right. you don't get it anywhere near. Yeah, it was, it was a bad pitch. But pitchers are going to miss spots, and Jose Abreu is going to make you pay for that. Kyle Gibson is not the first pitcher to fall no. victim to this. But if I tr- but if I trust you as a pitcher and you screw up, that's fine. When I don't trust you and I, I don't trust Kyle. I don't want you screwing up like that. That bothers me because the next guy is John Jay. If the ne- if the White Sox are really good, now that's true. Then it's really there's tough. no need to even be close to the exactly. zone when John Jay is and you, following. And Jose you Abreu. don't and you don't have the stuff to get cute. Why is John Jay play, batting cleanup? I was just with looking the bats, that up. With the bats do you know why they, they signed have John flies? Jay? Yeah. What they do you know why they signed no, I don't. John Jay? Oh yeah, because he's friends with uh, Manny yep. Machado Thank and they're trying to recruit him. That's exactly why he's on the team. There was another. They they, they put a clause in the contract <laughs> that he has to hit. They fourth. signed two of his friends. <laughs> Who was the other one? It might have been. Uh, was oh, it? Uh, no, never mind. I was going to say they look. used to have um, Trace Thompson in their organization. I don't know if he's still. They did. Trey yeah. Thompson's brother. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Uh, but no, I, I was connecting about, two stories that are unrelated. How about unrelated. being John Jay, though? You're batting cleanup and you're calling your your guy Manny in, in San Diego. Hey, Manny, what's up? <laughs> Could you guys please trade for me? Oh, wait, there are no uh, August sorry, trades. Sorry we didn't get you, but I'm batting cleanup here for the White Sox. You're not going to believe this. So I left I'm batting where you would be batting if you were signed here. <laughs> yeah. He's got, uh, so it's only 41 games this year. He's hitting 268. But have you ever heard the term empty batting average? It's like, do we used to criticize Delman Young for having an empty batting mm-hmm. average? He hit 300, but it's like all on singles, tons <laughs> of strikeouts and outs. Not he a hit like 10 home runs. Yeah. yeah. Um, like batting 300 on base, 310. <laughs> 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 With no power. That's, that's John Jay exactly. 268 batting average, 308 on base, 322 slugging. So no power and uh, not a lot of on base there. Batting bat him, fourth. Bat him clean up. I don't so, get it. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it was not the correct um, adjective for for me to say that they are a punchless White Sox team, but it's hard to overcome that descriptor when you're cleanup hitter. Maybe Cal Gibson looked in the <laughs> on deck circle and he was like. I can't be John Jay. There's got to be somebody more dangerous behind Abreu. Let me make a good yeah. pitch here. Like, I don't, it's just, if you just pictured it was any four hitter. That doesn't make sense. I understand not pitching around Abreu, but like that's a pretty specific. To <laughs> Judd's point, 
That's a pretty specific four hitter you're going to go face next. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. That, that thing pitch, got away from him. That pitch should, I mean, maybe even just intentionally walk him. <laughs> but that pitch shouldn't have been. Just look he, John Jay square in the eyes and hold up four <laughs> fingers. Is John, is John Jay go, going him. to say, say, I take offense to this. I'm going to come in and pop up. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just like when Trevor May was hanging curveballs a couple of weeks ago. Right. Where you're just like, no, don't. Don't that's don't right. do that. Like that's <laughs> understand the situation. Bad Trevor. Bad, Bad Trevor. Trevor. Don't Bad do that. Trevor. Same thing with Gibby last night. Don't you don't throw ninety two right down the pipe to Jose Abreu. Like but you just don't do that. Basically, what I'm saying when I say that that last night's loss wasn't too bad to me is that it wasn't one of those that was. Like, defeat wasn't snatched out of the jaws of victory for the Minnesota Twins last night. That was just a game where you were outplayed. There was a mistake made by Rosario in the outfield, yes. Gibson made a mistake to a very good hitter who made him pay and has made a lot of pitchers pay for that very same mistake throughout his career. So, I mean, it wasn't the bullpen blowing up. It wasn't a situation where, you know, you had a lead or you had... Bases loaded and nobody right. out, and you blew it. You had, you had 15 hits and ended up with four runs. That's not ideal, but most nights you get 15 hits, you probably have seven or eight runs. Yeah. The if way you this Twins of, offense goes. If you win two of three in, in against uh, the White Sox, I might come to your side. If you don't, I have a problem with this. Because, again, then just you've got to go beat Cleveland. Hey, listen, go sweep Cleveland. Yeah. Then, then it's fine. Win all six, and yeah. we won't be mad about a White Sox loss. Exactly. We won't care. See, I'm more, I'm more macro than that. We sat here when they had 44 games left and 71 wins, and we saw what was left on their schedule, which was twenty one game or 26 games against the bottom feeders of the American League Central. And I think we all, to a man, said win two out of every three. Mm-hmm. Here on out. That's going to be about 30 wins, yep. which should get you around 100 wins on the season, and that should do the job. Win two, yep. Win. That's that's all I'm looking at. And since then, they've won, they won four straight and lost yesterday. Except when you cut the brakes, you dialed up the pressure on these boys. Oh, the brakes are cut. I expected, right, the but, I expect, cut. but I expect World Series then still. They got this thing. World Series attitude. No, 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 I didn't say World Series. Hey. I said it might crash. And when you cut I the said bra- it might crash in October. When you cut the brakes, it dialed up the pressure. I have the pitching matchups here if you guys want them for tonight because you got to write the ship. Ronaldo Lopez is going for the White Sox, and your guy, Big Mike Pineda, back on the mound for the Twins. Tell, tell us more about Ronaldo Lopez, if you'd be so kind if you have that. 7 and 10, 5.29 ERA. Right. Um, hey, a guy. I'm not, I'm not sitting here sweating this matchup if I'm the Twins. Uh, the, the matchup that I'd be circled now, because I'm one series at a time, is tomorrow, yeah. Jake Rizzi, Lucas Giolito. That should be all kinds Ooh, of That's tomorrow. a good one. Remember back when they were both vying for the AL ERA lead? That's nowhere near the case for They're either one anymore. now, right? No, that's Giolito is... came out of the All Star uh, break. I think it was awful. The Oof. Twins, the Twins knocked him, knocked him around at yep. in, at Chicago. Got him pretty, pretty good. good a few weeks. Win so. two or three. That'll be a fun yeah. rematch. I'm with Rami. Win one series three. at a time, but also hashtag. World Actually, you know attitude. what? You know what? I'm not. <laughs> Win two or three here. Sweep the Sweet. Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Five or six. You know what? I'm going to amend that statement. The two or three against Detroit does not hold up. No. No, no, no. Five, five of six would be just fine. Yeah. Unfortunately, you got to win five in a row now. Is that all? I think they can do that. It's, it sounds ridiculous when you say it like that, like, oh, just win row? five in a row. But look at who it's you're the, playing. It's the Tigers. The Tigers, I did the math, guys. They're on pace. If they continue their trend the rest of the way. 110 losses, right? 112. My God. They, they're, 110 would be a nice little oh. uh, <laughs> late-season kick. You know are, what? The funny thing about that is it still wouldn't be the worst Season in franchise history. Oh yeah, the impressive thing. The Mike Marath and Jeremy Bonderman days. They lost 119. Oh, do I? They yeah. are out Baltimore and Baltimore. Yes, they are. Yeah. Baltimore has a purposeful plan to lose as much as possible, and Detroit's outdoing them at that plan. You go into the uh, visitors' clubhouse at Target Field, and instead of like the lineups for that night, it's just the 2020 MLB draft board. Who's going to be number one? I got this high schooler in Vermont circled at the top of my list. <laughs> Twins vent line is. Over Open to you day after that loss at 651-646-8255. If you're on hold, hang right there. We'll get in some calls after a short break. And there is a new feature at Target Field for its visitors. We'll talk about that right after this. On the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 36. Miguel Sano was two for five with two strikeouts. And we are on 1500scorenorth.com in the Score North mobile app.
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect you. The Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. A blast left center field. Jimenez going back. That ball is gone. A home run. Jorge Polanco with home run number 18. Number 241 for the team. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. There you this go. is the hey, Score North the first place twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of ten thousand rakes. Magic number is thirty-six. Miguel Sano was two for five with two strikeouts. Marley Mackloff, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass in the vent line open to you at six five one six four six eight two five five. Or you can tweet us at SKOR North if you want to chime in on the conversation. Let's go out to uh, Minnetonka and get in Mike. You're on the Score North First Place Twins show. What's up, Mike? First of all, here's another reason why you guys are by far the best sports station uh, now in the city is between your breaks, I can't get a mile walk-in. It's <laughs> a good thing. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing. Hey, man, if you want to call and compliment the station, we'll take your call every afternoon. <laughs> here's a problem I have, and I'm not talking about just the first home game after a, a road road trip because that's you know every club has a little problem with that but this year if do you realize if the twins were just half as good as home half as good at home as the yankees and astros they'd have an eight game lead right now and even even the a's and the poop pole they play in are 16 games over 500 and and then i start thinking about it ever since that ballpark opened they are an average to a little bit better than average home team what can you put your finger on why they are that way at that ballpark? I mean, I'd have to talk to those guys and be in that clubhouse to try and get an idea of that. I don't know that anybody's brought it up with them, but yeah, the the home record, I don't let me I got it up right here, 36 yeah. and 27. But the flip side of that is they wouldn't have a 76 and 49 record if they weren't really good on the road, 40 and 22 on the road. And I could say the same thing that he just said about the Twins as compared to the Yankees and other contenders. If the Yankees were half as good as the Twins on the road, they'd be in a much better position and we wouldn't even be talking about a race for, for home field advantage. That's more throughout the, way, the home field play that's throughout a, the AL. That's playoff. a tough one. That's I mean, more the that, way I look at it. Like they're awesome on the road. But that that's true in all sports when pe- people bring up home road splits and things like that. And it's so hard to say why. You know, I mean the 87 Twins won a bleeping World Series and were absolutely putrid on the road, mm-hmm. and they couldn't be beat at home. So it's a good, it's a really good point, good question. But I think we'd be guessing why aren't they good at you know, or why aren't they great at home but they're great on the road? And as Rami just said, they're so good on the road that's hard to explain too. Yeah. Right? If they so, were, so know. they're forty and twenty two. On the road, which like, yeah. yeah, if you just play that baseball, you're one of the best baseball teams ever. why are you that good on the road? Ever. Like, yeah. that's a weird thing, too. Yeah, I don't have a good explanation for it. I haven't even dug into, like, maybe at the end of the year, it'd be a fun analysis of, did they just play worse teams on the road? Did they get teams at the right time, wrong mm-hmm. time? It's, I, I don't look at that and lose sleep over it, just being honest about it. I think they're pretty good at home. And they're awesome on the road. I was going to say, to me, the road success is far more unusual because they're not bad at home. Sure, they're just not great at home. They're a winning team at home. But that that the fact that they've have uh, forty wins on the road is off the charts. It's it's it could be a good sign. There you go. You're going to have mean, to go somewhere and win some ball if, games. If you are going to take the positive side of it, I mean, that could be a good thing that they have going for them is that they have been really good on the road away from Target Field this year, and that could be something that. Carries over into the postseason. I don't know for sure. It's hard to really tell. No, I like it. Year in and year out, that stuff always. I mean, the last three game sevens of the World Series 
were won by the road team. And Optimism it's just, reigns. It's just hard to really explain if there's really a formula to that, but it could be something that could help them in the postseason. The old, winning, cliche, in, on the, road. the old cliche in baseball is win two out of every three at home, go 500 on the road, and sure. you should be a playoff team at the end of the season. They're almost doing the former of winning two out of every three at home and doing far better than the latter. Like, I will take that trade-off for exactly what Manny just mentioned. You're going to have to, even if you have home field advantage, you're going on the road for potentially three games in a playoff series. Yeah, I feel good enough about how they play at home, and I feel great about how they play on the road and, come October. And it's all pitching matchups at I was that point say, anyway. Exactly right. Like, well, and, and it's teams as well. Yep, yep that's yep. right. But, yep. you're, but you are exactly right. This all, the fundamental uh, conversation that we're going to have between now and October comes down to one thing. It's pitching. pitching. It's starting pitching. There too. is a uh, some context necessary here because Caller Mike brings up a good point. It's an interesting point. You stump the four of us on the score in our first place twin show, but you stump Rocco. On I'm on yeah, probably. <laughs> well, if Rocco knew, I don't think he'd divulge an answer either. He would say it's a very complicated conversation. We can get into <laughs> it at, probably at greater length behind closed doors. But um, uh, the home road splits, just for context here, the Twins are ten games better than 500 at home. And they're 18 games better than 500 on the road. You want paces over 162 games? Okay, I got them for you. Home record. If you played that out over 162 game season, 94 win ball club. Pretty good. 94 win club most often gets you the playoffs. If you go on the road record and multiply that to 162 game schedule, 104 win team. So we're talking about a very good baseball team who, for some reason or other, has a, a better road record than home record. But either way, I think you got to be pretty happy with the product that you have right now. And, and by Total the way, package. And by the way, this kind of expands into the Twins' playoff history, too. You guys know the Twins have not won a home playoff game since Game 1 of the 2002 ALCS. Well, you got to rub it in, Manny. Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like be a Debbie Towner here, but I'm just they saying like that. They haven't won a lot of playoff games, period. Well, yeah, yeah, they, they, haven't won, they haven't won one. The 2006 won club yeah, took yeah. the gas pipe at the Metrodome against the A's pretty quickly. They, have, they haven't won one, period, <laughs> since game one in 04 against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. But, I mean, that's just kind of, I don't know if there is like a, a, a real explanation yeah, to, to yeah. explain it like you know there like is. I said, played the last, better teams the last three world series game sevens were won by the road team like well one of those <laughs> involved heavy doses of magic and and spell casting <laughs> the one that uh was in cleveland skies opened up remember there was that like apocalyptic tweet yeah i remember it was weird, man. <laughs> it was a weird was world. Jason Hayward, like, man. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Jason Hayward as a as pulled, he, him aside, pulled him all aside and gave the great speech. As a grin spreads across Robbie's How'd face, ear to ear. I don't remember how that end. I'll look it with up with a, a flag, I'll, I believe. I'll tell you after the break. How long did that flag fly, John? That flag would fly forever, which is why maybe the uh, <clears throat> big trades the Cubs made that year were very smart. <laughs> <laughs> you saying something, Judd? All I, know is Cubs, Twins. all I know is Cubs gave up a top prospect to, I think, in two, you know what? Hmm. I think there's a fighting chance, Rami, that in 2019, even the Cubs might not make that trade now with how things have changed. Oh, no, they would. Well, I, I hope they would, and it's a, it was a smart move. But I'm I'm just saying the the thought process has definitely oh, evolved The way more. that the trade market has evolved yeah. and people's yes. thinking in the trade market. And, and who they traded, who was a hell of a player. He is yes. a hell of a player. He is, yeah, he's a great player. Glaber Torres, I don't care if the Cubs did win the World Series. Glaber Torres has 29 home runs this year. Glaber Torres very well could be an MVP someday. Like I'm I'm just I would not what? be surprised. I'm, I'm just kidding. Fine. God bless him. Rami wouldn't care. <laughs> not a damn <laughs> bit. He wouldn't watch one single Yankees game to figure out how Glaber Torres is Glaber Torres and the New York yeah. Yankees. I will be wearing my Cubs World Championship shirt for the rest of my life. As you should. Just As, get that tattoo, okay? I don't... Eric, have do you, you... Do you have any tattoos? No, I have no, no yeah. tattoos, and I said my whole life. I have not had this conversation with you yet. Okay. We haven't. No, this I said, is new for me and probably for the listeners. I said my whole life, I would, the only way I would get a tattoo, because there are very few things that I know I will be loyal to and love for the rest of my life, like my family and like a handful of friends, the rest of them, eh. yeah. But... Like there's a definite line, but the Cubs, the Cubs is one thing that I know I will always love and be a fan of. So I said the one tattoo, or one of the very few tattoos that I would ever get is if the Cubs win a World Series, and I couldn't afford it when they won a World Series. Sure, super poor. 
working my way up in radio. Yeah. And uh, now I can. And I just feel weird walking into a tattoo shop like uh, <laughs> 2016 pulling World up, Series. Pulling up my sleeve and being like, <laughs> slap a 2016 World I, Series championship right. tattoo right on there. I keep telling them, no that's shame. Really no well, shame. They guns, couldn't afford it at the time. Oh, are the guns bigger now oh, the than guns, they were in 2016? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Far bigger. Did you hear me yesterday <laughs> bragging about his work with, weight. Yeah, throwing weights. So I throw big weights, man. I mean, I'm not bragging. Those That's just, a big number on that bar. These are just facts, bro. These are just facts, bro. I'd be throwing big weights and drinking protein shakes. Do you carry a, ju- a gallon jug of water around with you everywhere you water. go? Water? Water's for losers, dude. I drink protein and protein only. Not oh, now, Chief. Pro- I'm in the zone. Protein and coffee. <laughs> I don't even know where this show is going. No, anymore. okay, so it's going in two places. One, I can't. Should I get the tattoo? Oh, I can't advise you on a First tattoo of all, because I don't want you to regret it five years from now and like, well, what more said? And then I don't know. That's not what wait, you sound wait, like. You were really worried about it. I keep telling him to do it. He, he's a Cubs fan. Man, he wouldn't have enough. Think? Money. He was poor. Now he's not. Get the tattoo. But like a biceps tat, man. Uh, I don't it know, would man, definitely you, be on the shoulder or side of the. Man, do you have tattoos? Right I don't have a single one. What do you think about this? Well, flags fly forever, right? <laughs> Tattoos are pasted on the skin forever. It's true. You saying do it? You saying it. go and do it? Yeah, what the hell? That's what I, I said. That might be my birthday it's present not like, to myself. This I don't year. like tattoos, and I think that you should do it. I'm glad we don't have the Go Cubs Go music queued up because I'm probably fire right here. <laughs> but to bring it to bring it back to the twins, yeah. um, because you had teased before the break, Rami, one of the new features at the ballpark. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this, but I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh. I think you do know where I'm going with this, because you tweeted out a picture of it last night. Okay, that's where I thought you were going. And we'll talk about it right after this. You don't know where we're going with it, so you better stay tuned to 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 36. Miguel Sano was two for five with two strikeouts, and we are back right after this. How did I become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works? And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download. It's 1242, and this download brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. And uh, this Thursday night, Minnesota United travels to Kansas City to take on Sporting KC right here on Score North, the Score North mobile app and scorenorth.com. Join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar for the pregame at 8. They'll kick things off at 8.30. And also a reminder, coming up at uh, 1 o'clock at the top of the hour when the Score North First Place Twin Show is over, uh, Score North Live with myself, Rami Makhlouf, Danny Cunningham. We're going to get into some uh, Mike Zimmer discussion. Uh, The Vikings head coach had some um, Interesting uh, commentary on one uh, Kyle Sloter that we'll uh, get into a little bit at the top of the hour coming up at one. And that was D Score North Download. Mm-hmm. This is D Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 36, and Miguel Sano was two for five with two strikeouts. And uh, last night, Derek, you were out at Target Field, as you frequently are, covering the Twins for Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app, by the way, because. In addition to being able to stream us live or listen to our shows whenever you want to, it is also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including Derek and Judd's thoughts on the Minnesota Twins and uh, really any sports that you care about. We got them covered at scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth mobile app. And did I mention, it's totally free. Super free. and totally free. And Five Thoughts is up there right now. For a potentially limited time. Go to the Twins page. Yes, go check out the Five Thoughts of Derek Wetmore on your Minnesota Twins, Scorenorth and the Scorenorth mobile app. Um, but they have a new feature out there beyond the right field wall of Target Field that you took a picture of. Oh, did you catch out. that? I did, on, yes. On TV? Yes. That microscopic little billboard that they have <laughs> that out tiny there? Little, that tiny little thing that they got there? <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, Ross, was our promotions guy, was asking me this morning how tall that thing is. And I said, well, just go to my Instagram page. If you have Instagram, I'm just D. Wetmore. You can follow me there. Also free. And I took a picture of it. It just so happened... In the frame that I was taking the picture, there was a young dad standing there with his kiddo and had the kiddo up on his shoulders. And the sign is taller than dad plus kid on shoulders. So there is a bomba counter. It's that big? It's huge. Out in the right field plaza. It's going to get hit by some some home runs. 
That's I, what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm expecting. Like, it have should. you guys ever seen the movie The Natural? Yeah. And I know Manny just fell out of his chair that I'm referencing a movie, a baseball yeah. movie. Yeah. No you, have you guys shocked. ever seen Better have you question. Seen it? Have you seen Jaws The Natural? Jaws on the Floor. Yeah, Roy Hobbs. Okay. So, well, it was a book, too, so you could just know that from the book. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> book guy. The book? Better. Way better. That's never true. They're like, imagine a majestic home run played to the sound of can chariots t- of fire. Can I tell you why it's never it's never true, at least for me? I think this is an individualistic thing. Why the the movie is always better than the book. My imagination ain't that great, dude. Like you can write it as as well as you can write it. Gotta see it. I can't picture I, in my mind as good as these geniuses in Hollywood can put it onto film and and put it into my eyes and therefore my brain and conscience. I can't I can't do it as well as they can. Except the difference is, I believe in, in the book he strikes out to end the book. <laughs> oh well, then it's definitely not as good. Which I'll is, say this: I want hey, the home run and the lights. I've always said, man, let's go Hollywood. Man, man's Failure, far more intriguing than his successes. <laughs> oh, do you think that? Far more intriguing. Yeah, that explains a lot. Uh, no, it's like the Roy Hobbs scene where he hits the majestic home run, right? Into the lights. By the way, I should explode. just say, like, I do think movies are probably closing the gap, but the book is usually better. Like, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but... You guys do, are not going to agree on do this, you by the really way. Oh, think, know, do you really think that my... That my brain of all brains is going to be able to imagine something as as great as what they were able to put on scre- on screen. Don't sell throws. yourself short, Never, though, ever. Because these these quote unquote geniuses are the same people who remake a bunch of crap <laughs> and actually somehow right. make it worse. That's right. So let's not let's not sell them all as geniuses. That's right. That's Sp- exactly Spielberg, right. Spielberg, you go for it. You're real good. I'm just saying. But there's probably a, a hundred people for every Spielberg who can't produce a film any better than you could, Rami. <laughs> if you got a real good imagination, maybe the book's better. For me, it's always the movie. Uh, okay. Which is why I quit books a long time That's ago. That's okay. We'll agree to disagree, and I'll just make my point that Roy Hobbs hits this just majestic shot and the music goes and fireworks and everything like that. Does anybody have any doubt at all that that is going to be Nelson Cruz hitting an opposite field bomba for home run number 267? Set a new major league record. That would be great. The bomba squad gets it done and I want the music from the natural. You just jinxed it. And fireworks. I'm just saying I wanted to be Never talk about what you think might I wanted to be first. What you want to happen. Never want, talk about I it. I wanted to be first. It's impressive though. Uh so one thing that I will say because I've heard some some critics from our side of the business in the past couple of days now or past day there were 25,000 plus there last night, right? Okay. And, and I've I heard some people talking about well the ballpark was sort of dead last night. I mean, it wasn't like okay. I appreciate the fact that we're going to get a steady diet for the twin sake of Royals, Tigers, White Sox. But w- one of the reasons why I loved, for instance, the Braves, Yankees, A's series is, is because they were incredibly competitive against good teams. The flip side, I can't get down on fans if they're like, the Tigers? I'm not paying this. So... So let's not expect it would be nice. I'm not say I'm not absolving fans completely, but I'm also not going to be upset if if um, a family decided, you know what, if we're going to spend that much, we're going to do do it on you know the Braves or Cleveland the Yankees. Comes to town, right? Exactly. Uh, so you know, I think when you're playing the White Sox or Tigers or Kansas City. Twenty five thousand or so. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. How could you people not spend? That's a lot to spend. Yeah, drinks aren't cheap. Food's not cheap. Parking's not cheap. If people decided to invest in going to the marquee games, sure, it's really hard for th- those of us, I think, in our business to turn around and say, "Man, you Minnesota fans are terrible." Yeah, especially when there's you know fifteen thousand of the same people showing up all the time. Like Absolutely. those people are putting a dent in their pocketbook to make this happen. And so I don't think that the twins look down their nose at. No, those I'm saying I heard people talking yes, about I the ballpark. The ballpark last night w- was not exactly filled with electricity, but I can't fault the fan base for yeah. saying it's the White Sox on a Monday night. Do we really want, you know, is this the game that we're going to go to? Yeah, no, exactly Do right. I really want to pay $17 to park in ramp A? Yeah, I want the city of Minneapolis F- to rob me blind. Manny, for 15, this. 15, well, it's 15 I now. got in and out for 15, 15 last night. Bucks. But at this point in the it was season, 17 at people one are point picking and choosing what night and who the opponent is that they want to go and watch a game? Well, but Rami, I think I it think depends it, on what kind of baseball fan you are. You and I talked pretty early on about how you are the kind of guy who, if, if you weren't doing a, a drive-time radio show, you would just be at the ballpark most nights right and then you'd probably roll over to the comedy club 
right. for your smash hit. Yeah. Just and crush. Just yeah. slay audiences left and right. That's exactly yeah. right. Open for yourself and then destroy the main <laughs> gap. If you were going to the ballpark on a nightly basis and actually paying, you'd be poor but funny. It's fifteen dollars to park in those ramps. Struggle, like it's Tracy eight, Morgan said. It's eighteen across the street right now. Yeah. It went up by a dollar. Uh, Which I mean, that's that's what happens right? when, when a team is but, when a team is playing well. Okay, so this a, is my point. Division race. But I'm not going to fault fans. And I this is what Judd's saying too. We're on the same side of this coin. That it's it's a lot of money to go to a ball game to do that seven times in a homestand. It's just like if you have a family, that's like that's kind of out of the price range for a lot of people. Yeah. Now. If you want to pick two or three of those games because you love it, or you're like some of my friends and followers on Twitter who have, you know, the 40-game pack or something like that, and you're going to pick half the home games, and that's like kind of your thing, it's part of your hobby, absolutely. I mean, that's an investment, though, that you're getting into, so I'd never fall. If if it goes from, hey, Twins are in a tight pennant race, this is super fun, the Bomba counter's up and running, Jorge Polanco ticked it one more notch last night, 241, who's counting? If you're going to just pick two or three of those, then I'm not going to say 25000 is something I sneeze at. I'm going to go to a game where I, I think the Twins have a fighting chance to probably lose because it's also going to be a good game. I might look to... Like the White Sox, you're not saying, man, I wonder how competitive this game is going to be. I might or look Detroit. to line up Jose Brios if I could. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest. I just don't think it's fair of... I, I don't think, in in this case, if this if this was the Yankees last night, then yeah, there should be more there. The flip side of getting a steady diet of division teams that you see a ton and just aren't good, yeah, is you're probably not you're probably not going to draw like you would hope based on the fact that fans are going to say the Tigers on Saturday night. Really, right. I mean it's Saturday night, it's gorgeous out, but really the Tigers. Last year they got made fun of for getting outdrawn by the Great Minnesota Get Together. There were more people attended the fair according mm-hmm. to Turnstiles than attended Twins games. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot more Twins games than there are days at the Minnesota State Fair. This year, I don't think they're going to get outdrawn by the no, fair. They're going to crack no, 2 they million won't. They won't. home attendance. That's a that's a good number moving in the right direction. And, you know, next year ought to be pretty good, too, given what's happened this season. Hey, real quick, uh, before we get out of here, we should give some injury updates, both concerning the Twins and their primary rival for yeah. the AL Central. First of all, uh, I saw Byron Buxton. You said you saw him yesterday out at the ballpark, Derek. And, he was in the clubhouse. And I read this morning that he was doing some indoor baseball stuff, hitting off hitting off a tee. Dan Hayes was reporting that. So, so it's, a, it's a good step in the right direction for a guy who obviously the Twins need back. Yeah. And the sooner the better. Yeah, I heard that too. Back to baseball activities, which is a plus for the Twins. And I don't know how soon it's going to be. Judd and I kind of were talking about this. I think it's September, obviously, given the calendar now. Yeah, but if you can get him back for a couple weeks in September and get him back into form for October, you're feeling better about this than than maybe I was two three weeks ago, where it looked like what's going to happen? Like they're just going to shut him down or what? Like no, what's- no, it's just a longer play, I think. Yeah, being cautious. Uh, you mentioned the Indians too, mm-hmm. not by name, but we know who you were shadow boxing there, Rami. Right. Corey Kluber shut down. You guys see this yesterday? He was in a yeah, two weeks rehab start at AAA. Uh, is it Columbus? I think it's Columbus. I'll say it. It's live radio. Who cares? Nobody knows. So Triple A with the Indian Danny Cunningham knows, and he's screaming at his radio or Amazon Alexa right now. But Carrasco, right? Yeah. So that's the other one, which is a great story. Kluber shut down two weeks. They'll figure that out. He'll probably climb back on a mound in September. It was an ab or an oblique Uh, abdominal. Yeah, he pitched one inning in his rehab outing, and they said, "No, that's that's it. We're going to shut him down. Be careful." Carlos Carrasco, on the other hand, pitched. In a minor league game, double-A, I believe that was, for the first time since his leukemia diagnosis. And, uh, yeah, I don't care who you're a fan of. You're rooting You're rooting oh, yeah. for that. Mandy Bell, who covers the Indians for MLB.com, was there. Reported the uh, first pitch out of Cookie Carrasco's hand in his uh, rehab outing with the entire stadium behind him. 97-mile-an-hour heater. So He's good at baseball when he's healthy. It's that's interesting. Sure. It's inter- and, and look... That's one where like you just you just send good vibes if you're the twins. The Kluber one is pretty um unusual in that we were kind of talking about how like, hey, they could get him back and this is a big bump to this rotation. So I wrote yesterday on scorenorth.com, if they can't get Kluber back for an extended period of time, 
they're just going to have to rely on a couple of the schmucks that they have yeah. in their starting rotation not very right good, now. Are they? Some of those scrubs that they got down Bieber, there. Bieber, ah, just the all star <laughs> game. Over the last two months here, the the ERAs of those schmucks that they're going to have to count on: Shane Bieber, two point five six; Mike Clevenger, three point two three; Aaron Savale, one point five zero; Zach oh. Plesac, three point seven nine. They're going to have to tape it together. That Savale kid, man, is paper machete. Fun to watch until those two guys get back. He is good. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since his debut. It's uh, don't know where they keep coming up with them. Oh, they're pitching factory, but they keep coming Which up. Which is what with you them. have to hope that the Twins eventually evolve in, into with Falvey here. Your move, Derek Falvey. Yeah, but that's it, right? Yeah, because if mean, you can pitch, you're in great shape. It's one of one of a few reasons why you pluck a guy like that and hire him, promote Absolutely. him to your top lieutenant. You want to ask, like, is it scouting? Is it development? Is it their biometrics and their analytics? And the answer is probably yes. Yes, <laughs> it's all of that, and they'll yes. never tell it's you all of that. They will never divulge it, so you don't know, right? But no, yes, it's are... a little bit of it's. It's a secret sauce that's got a lot of ingredients, and you just. I mean, you Maybe just it's hit the stadium sauce, Rami. Mm, it's not that good. Kind of overrated, but you just. I mean, you just tip your cap. Did don't you just you? call the stadium sauce it's at, at over, Miller Park? It's pretty overrated. I Joe. can't believe you, you know got what? Out it, of it was Milwaukee. really good. County Stadium outdoors. Nothing like the secret sauce outdoors. <laughs> I love County Stadium. So you're saying the secret sauce was better was outdoors better in, than it, it was is indoors? better outdoors. At, I love County Stadium. It was a, just County a, Stadium was a dumb. And you know what? God bless it. It was under the would you call your blue grandma, sky and sunshine. Would you call your grandma a, a dump of, of a person? It was... My grandma wasn't an open-air warehouse. It like, had that character. place was like... It was like a grandparent. It had character. That place was literally held together with like chain link fencing. So it was Met Stadium. I loved it. Corrugated like aluminum. All right, you take your, <laughs> you take your new age. You take your new age stadiums. You take it your was, retractable roofs and analytics and biometrics, and you can just. I mean, cut my mic off. Dick Bramers, but oh, it fell. Did our bomba counter it just fell? fell? Derek warned us it was going to happen. <laughs> oh no! It didn't happen until Derek yelled. Derek got all upset in the bomb. Did you all just happen, Manny? That, that, that might be our exit cue. Yeah. I think that means we, we should go. We put up our own Twins Bomba counter in anymore. the studio at 241, and it just hit the It next. almost hit you in the head. <laughs> you see? That's perfect. In the book, he strikes out to end this. Oh, there's strike three called on Hobbs. Oh, Angel Hernandez blew the call. Roy Hobbs was blowing up lights. Derek is perfect. tearing down our Bomba counter. This is bus, This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 36. For Derek, Judd, Manny, I'm Robbie Makloff saying thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. Score North Live coming up next.